0: It's Monday, 13th of October 2014. This is HBR episode 1616 entitled How to Use Web Fonts. It is hosted by clar and is about 21 minutes long. Feedback can be sent to clar at hackerpublicradio.org or by leaving a comment on this episode. The summary is clar reveals the secret of web fonts without using Google. This episode of HBR is brought to you by an Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's H P R 1 5. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com.
1: Hi everyone, this is Hacker Public Radio. My name is Klatu. Today I've got a couple of web tips for you. I don't mean, like, web browsing tips. I mean web design tips. And I don't mean design tips. I just mean some CSS. So I've been kind of surprised lately at just how many people don't know about uh, web fonts, or rather don't know how to use web fonts um, a lot of people lately I mean for a while there were no such thing as web fonts right for a very long time like you had five fonts on the internet that you could use and that was you know that sort of magical quint quintet of uh, of Microsoft fonts I think maybe one Adobe one snuck in there or something um, and that and that was it that's what people got and and it was kind of anybody's guess as to whether or not you could actually even... Even expect your users to see those fonts because if they were on one system and you were on another, then then even though you may be specifying one font, they might not actually have that font in their system. So it just defaults to a generic, you know, serif or a sans or whatever. So for a very long time, I, I would say for most of the web's existence up at, you know, t- to this point, uh, there were no there was no sense of you know fancy fonts on online and that led of course as as these things do to a lot of horrible horrible workarounds people doing things like writing out their fancy title and and then exporting it as a png and and then putting it just as an image at the top of their page and that's just kind of sad and and generally since most people don't know how to index a png it was also quite Quite a lot larger in in file size than necessary, so that's silly. But but worst of worst of all, I, I guess, is that the fact that that's not readable by 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 anyone, you know, by computers or 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 screen readers or anything like that. If it's just a graphic, that's not something that's 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 really not really a valid piece of information for a text-based uh, area like the internet has been. So. Um, at some point i i remember i mean and i'm talking very very recently here there were some there were some sites that literally required flash to they would they would you know supposedly helpfully render your fonts but it was like a flash plugin which to me is like way up there on pointless uses of flash and believe me um that is a pretty big list anyway but yeah, that, that was a silly one. And then around the same time that I'd heard of that, Google came out with what largely is being seen, or has been seen as, as kind of a game changer, for fonts on the web. And that is Google Fonts. And it was this easy, really slick, exciting way you could go to this magical land called google.com slash fonts, and you could just pick, it was like a store, it was like, Font store and you could just pick free fonts and you could you could put them in your briefcase or something and 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 they would give you this snippet of code and you copy and paste that code into your header uh, of the page of the web page and and that does it that works it, it brings in this font now the the really unusual thing about this idea is that it's it is importing fonts from from Google. Um, and I'm still waiting for, for that one person out there to to come up with a way to exploit that. But um, it's, just, it's just kind of this idea of, like, I mean, just for a font, you're just bringing in a font file from a Google server somewhere. Which, I mean, that's fine, and nothing against Google or anything, I say, um, sarcastically. But, I mean, that, that is fine. It's totally fine. But, but why bother? It just seems like sort of overkill. Because there's this rule in CSS... Called at font face. That's at the at symbol font dash face. There are a couple of different. Um, I don't really know what they're called to be honest, but they're 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 the at symbol rules, and they're um, they're they're almost. I would I think of them as macros, if you will, like an RPM uh, macro or something. And and there's a couple that I know of, and and the two that I've actually used are. Uh, at import and at font face. So at import, which you may or may not have used, is to import the contents of another style sheet. You know, it's kind of like an include. So if you do an at import and then the path to some style sheet, then you're you're saying, okay, web page, use the style sheet that I'm giving you right now and also insert all the stuff from this other style sheet as well. And then you get both style sheets for the price of one. And that's kind of kind of useful really so um, the at font face rule allows you to define your own custom font names and font paths so for instance let's say that you've got a web server it could be your own physical web server it could be a shared host it could be a VPS account doesn't really matter I a mean, dedicated uh, account doesn't matter Um... It, it could be any of these things. As long as you've got access to it, you can you can do this trick. So the first thing that you need to do is get a font onto your server. So you should look through a bunch of fonts, find the one that you like, make sure that they're free to use and redistribute and all that other good stuff, and upload it just as you would any other file, like an HTML file or CSS file or whatever, PNG, whatever. Upload it to your, to your server. Ideally, I imagine you would probably want to put it in a fonts directory of some sort, just to stay organized. You of course can find lots and lots of different fonts. There's the uh, League of Movable Type. You can get fonts there. A lot of times with like Fedora and well Ubuntu, both of those distributions really, they have a pretty good set of like free fonts that you can you can grab. I think in Fedora um, there's a group, a yum group that you can install for just like a bunch of fonts. So, and I think it's even, and there's, I think maybe the design one has m- even more fonts or something like that. Point being, there are free fonts out there, and if you go to slackermedia.info, you can also find free fonts there in the great Linux multimedia sprint volume one. There's like 2,000 fonts or something absurd like that. You can get all all the fonts you'll ever need from there, and they're all free. So you download those, and you find one, you muddle through all these different fonts, and you upload it to your web server. Put it in a directory, maybe called fonts. I would also give it a, a very friendly name, i.e. don't have spaces in the name, don't have exclamation points and slashes and dashes uh, in the name. Just make it something simple. If, let's, let's just go with, um, um, what is it, typoslab, uh, Light. typoslablight.ttf. That's an actual font, I think. I could be getting the name wrong, but let's pretend like it's a real font. So if we upload typoslab.ttf, light.ttf to our web server, put it in uh, our fonts directory, then in our CSS file, whether it's called style.css or stylesheet.css, whatever we call it, open up your CSS thing and type in at font-face, and then curly brace, font-family, colon, quote, fancy font, close quote, Semicolon, and then source as in src, just src colon URL parentheses or brace whatever you call it um, it's the rounded one quote dot slash fonts or or maybe dot dot slash fonts we'll get to that in a minute slash uh, typos slab light dot ttf close quote close parentheses close semicolon and then close the curly brace. You've just created a rule, a font rule for your CSS for that CSS style sheet. What you have done is you have defined a an arbitrary name. I call it fancy font. So font dash family colon fancy font. That means that whenever I say fancy font in you know in the rest of my style sheet, it's going to substitute whatever the source of this font is. And of course the next line is the source of the font. And the source is a URL, and that URL is pointing to uh, the fonts folder, and then the name of the font. Now the fonts folder could be in a couple of different places. It really it depends on you, and it depends on how you organize your website. The 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 real professionals, from what I've seen, tend to organize all their CSS in a folder called CSS, and all their fonts in a folder called fonts. I've tried to get in that to habit myself, so um, maybe you should too. I don't know, however you feel about it, but... If that's the case then I would do you know, if my style sheet is in a directory called CSS, then it would be a dot dot slash fonts, right? Because I have to go back out of my CSS folder and into the fonts folder and then find typoslablight.ttf. light ttf. If the CSS style sheet is just lying out there at my on my website, not on my web uh, server, and there's a fonts directory right next to it, then it would just be a dot slash fonts slash light slab typo light slab dot ttf. Um, that's just basic Linux POSIX paths. So if you don't know, you know if you don't know the difference between dot, dot dot and a dot, just go go look up like sort of how to navigate in the terminal, and you'll you'll figure it out. Okay. So the font name again, you've or the font family is again completely arbitrary I call mine like the one that you know the main font of that project I call it fancy font and then sometimes there's another one maybe I'll call that like mono font or code font something like that you know that's usually for stuff that I'm typing in in um, the terminal examples and stuff like that it, it's entirely up to you uh, again try to make them easy to remember and easy to type I don't don't use spaces don't try to do fancy capitalization schemes just make it simple for yourself it's hard enough to, to do CSS and target the correct element and use all the different selectors. The, the thing you don't want to have to think about is what you called your stupid font. So just make it something simple. Um, and now, of course, when you are actually going to use that font, you can do things like, let's say you want your fancy font to, um, you know, to show up in your H1s. So you would just make a rule for that, and it would be H1 curly brace font dash family colon uh, quote fancy font close quote close semicolon close curly brace and now if you refresh your index.html or whatever uh, h1 will re- it will transform right before your very eyes into the font that you have saved into that font folder That's it. It's that easy. And the nice thing about the solution is that it's self-contained, so you don't have to rely on that font always being on Google Font for the rest of eternity. The font exists right there with the rest of your project. You don't have to make any outside calls to get your font, which, again, just seems bizarre to me. It seems really overkill to have to go out to Google to get your little font file and then to come back to your website. I mean Google even gives you when you go to the Google font thing it gives you like an estimate of like hey if you use this font it'll only slow your website down by this much and it's only milliseconds it's the modern web it's not that big of a deal. But it is it is kind of nice to be able to just download a font and then put it on your font uh, on your server and just again just kind of make everything self-contained. I think ideally for archival purposes and and just sort of um, self-contained-containedness, I think that's it's, it's kind of a nice solution to be able to just have everything right there together. Archive it all. It's preserved forever. So that's how you use web fonts. It's not hard. It's actually quite easy. Have a great time with it. If it's not working, and it won't work at some point, you know, something's going to go wrong, there's a couple of things to check. The first thing I do is I check m- whether I'm targeting my CSS correctly so if the h1 didn't go to my fancy font to my slab league type TTF then am i actually targeting my h1 am I sure that that's correct maybe it's maybe it's wrong I mean probably if it was h1 I would I mean that's a pretty broad rule but let's pretend like it was um, you know some div uh, h1 and then the fancy font so make sure that that's correct so you know just put an arbitrary rule in there like color colon red semicolon and and see if your h1 turns red if it did turn red then you know okay you are targeting the correct thing you just did something wrong with your your font so the next thing that I do and I always get this wrong is it's just a stupid typo in the name of the font even though it's just fancy font which is about as simple as you can get um, I always I there's always a typo the first time it's it's always you know, FANCE font or something like that, and it's like, oops, forgot the Y, add the Y in there, suddenly it works. It was a dumb mistake. Um, and that's one of those things that you're going to look at, and you're going to look at, and you're going to look at five times, and you're going to not notice that there's, you know, that you dropped the Y or, or whatever, and then finally you're going to realize, oh, I did drop that Y, I need to add that in there, and it, then it'll work, and you'll feel like an idiot. Uh, happens to me all the time. Um, the other thing to check, if if, if you're if you've targeted correctly... The name of the font is correct. Make sure that your path is correct. Dot slash um, fonts slash slab typo light dot ttf. You know, you're sure that that's right. I mean, maybe what are you? Look at your server. Make sure that that's where your font is stored. Is, is that where it is? Um, are, are, do you know your Linux paths well enough to be sure that it's just a dot slash, or should it be a dot dot slash, or should it be a dot dot slash? Uh, web stuff slash fonts slash slab typo light dot tdf um, So, make sure that you've got all your different paths correct, because, again, that's kind of one of those stupid mistakes that one does tend to make in the heat of the moment. Uh, and then finally, last but not least, check the the file itself. Make sure that you've named that file what you think you named it. I've done that, too, because I get fonts from all over the place sometimes, and... I will rename them so that they're simpler to type, and then in so doing, I screw it up. I, I call it, you know, slab typo light with a capital L for no reason dot ttf. And then in my CSS, I do it slab type light with a lowercase l dot ttf. Again, a stupid mistake, and it's just kind of something that, that the more you practice, the less you will be prone to doing those things. Um, so that would be the, the last thing that I can think to check. Now, if it still doesn't work, if you tried all that stuff and it's just not working, and you're sure you've gotten all the spellings and the paths and all that other stuff right, then maybe just try a different font. Um, because, I mean, it could, in theory, you could have gotten, like, the one font file out there that just, for some reason, isn't, you know, it can't be parsed by a web server for, for some reason. I can't really think of a reason, but let's just say it could be, and maybe that's it. So try it with another font, just do a a sanity check, um, and see if that works. Now for me, since I usually work only on my own sites, or if I'm working on someone else's site, it ends up frequently um, using a lot of my assets, I have kind of a set, a set, uh, standard set of fonts that I frequently use, and I just kind of carry that folder from server to server, and so they're everywhere, and I, I tend to, to kind of just fall into, like, oh, th- this is my set of, of fonts, and it becomes, again, it just kind of, you, you become less prone to all the mistakes that way. But, I mean, if you're, you, if you're working on a bunch of different sites, obviously that's not something that you're probably going to have the luxury to do. You're probably going to have to have the client figure out which font you want to use, and then, go with them depending on what they've they've picked out but those would be the things you know for troubleshooting that's that's what you want to do so I do hope that has been informative thank you very much for listening and I will talk to you next time
0: you've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at HackerPublicRadio.org we are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday Monday through Friday